0: Oh. Okay. Good morning thing. to everybody. Okay, we are on Yud, Ahmed Aleph. We are twelve lines from the bottom, I believe. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. The sheriff should be four As. The Chush for for Shlema, for Eitan Moshe chaim Ben Esther, and for a Ilu Nishama for Kamiel Shai Ben Rezat B'Yasona Bas Revi and Chay Esther Tila Bas Rav Gavriel Pinchas and Shem Okay, mm. and for all holy Israel, Okay, Amen. now Amen. we are. the First words is Amarav Hamnuna. Five words in, into the. Uh, everyone have it. Yeah. Twelve lines yeah. with one. Amorav Hamnuna. Yeah. <coughs> okay, so he says in when the pasuk says in Kohelus, Mikha Who is the wise one? Who knows how to go ahead and institute compromise? Who is like a Kaddish Baruch who is able to manipulate and to go ahead and formulate a Pshara, a compromise between two Tzadikim, such as Chizkiyo Melech and Yeshaya they were at uh, arg- in argument with each other, who should go ahead and be chole kavod to the other. They had to go ahead and speak to each other. Chizkiyo, the melech, thought that he, that uh, we know that a melech who is mohal on his kavod is not mocha, meaning a co- king cannot go ahead and uh, concede his, his kavod that is owed to him. So he thought that Yishaya Navi should come to him. Yishaya thought that he's the, he's the greatest Navi that the Chizkiyo should come to him if they have to speak. So neither one wanted to concede. So, Hakadosh Baruch had to construct a compromise. Let's see what the Gemara says. So, Chizkiy Amar Chizkiyo, King Chizkiyo said. Let Yeshayah Gabai, let Yishai ben Amoz, so the Navi, come to me. Because we see precedent for this. When Eliyahu Navi, the Ozal, he had to go, he had to go to Akav was after a drought, and he had to tell him that the three years you didn't have water, but now I'm going to show you that it's a Baruch who's giving you the water. And so you have to tell him in person that now you're going to see it start to rain. Then to show him that it's Da'afafaf Baruch Hu, he went. El Yahwa went to the king. So Khiskio says we see a precedent that a Novi goes to a king. <coughs> As it says, Shinemar Malachim, Ba El And Yeshaya said the complete opposite. There was another precedent. Lesi Khiskio Gabai. Let Hiskio Amalach come to me. we do find a similar instance. By the king Yehoram ben Achav, when he had to go to Elisha, the Azal Elisha, that he himself walked to Elisha. So each one was was uh, relying on the precedent set by earlier <clears throat> one case where a king went to an avi, the other one where an went to a king. So messa kadosh baruch hu, the strings <clears throat> to initiate a compromise. al <inaudible> Sadly, he brought uh, Chiskiyo, he brought Machla, he brought uh, sickness upon Chiskiyo, and then he commanded Yeshaya of Amaleishiyar Lechubakar Zahola, go visit the sick. So it took the, uh, the choice out of the equation, and he had to go ahead and listen to Kurdish Baruchu. Look what the Pazik says. In those days, Chala Chiskiyo, Lamus Chiskiyo was on his deathbed. Vyavoy, Lovishayo, Ben Amos, and Nishayah, the came to him. This such, so says the Kurdish Baruchu. Savli Instruct your household. Kimes Ata Velotichia. Yeshaya tells Chizkiyot, you will die and you will not live. What's the obvious question? The redundancy. So, Why does it say you will die and you won't live? Obviously, if you will die, you're not going to live. So, why does he need to go ahead and say it both in the converse, you know, the positive and the negative? So, Not only will you die in this world, You will also lose your share in Olam emes. Now, we have to know... Backtrack for a second, a little background. Hiskio was Roy to be the Mashiach. Hiskio was the closest thing we ever had to a Mashiach. So we're talking about Chizkiyoh here. So we'll have to see. He must have done something really, really bad. So we'll have to see what he did. So Amar So he says to Chizkiyoh, responds to Yeshaya. My Lehi, Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this uh, very strict and stringent uh, punishment I'm getting here? So Amar Lehi, says to him, Mi shimd asakta Kiskiel never married at this point in time. He never married, and we're gonna see why in a second. But he says, because the you were not Osake in the first mitzvah that we are given in the Torah Pirvu, because <clears throat> presumably you didn't marry, and therefore you're not the kind of mitzvah, therefore you are d- do this punishment. But he must have had a reason why he was... Oh, we'll get to that in a second. But what's the obvious question though? Purvu is just an assay, it doesn't come with a punishment. Right, there are only two mitzvahs I say, that come with Kares. One of the two mitzvahs, I say that come with Kares? milan and Carbon Pesach. There are 36 cases of Kares altogether, 34 that stem from a negative precept, the Los and two from an assay. This is not one of them. So, because you weren't involved in pru or vu, you not only are you going to die now, you lose your shenolam haba. This is about al melech. We just said was really right to be Mashiach. We'll see later on. There's a, the Gemara discusses what he did to ensure Torah learning and to rid the entire nation of the avodah zara that was instilled in it by his father Ach- Achaz. So what's going on? So Mishum De dechazili. So he says, you know why he defends himself? You know why I didn't? I never married. Mishum dechazili, Beruach Hakodesh. I saw into the future with Ruach Hakodesh. Minoa Binyon I'm going to bring um, children that are not exactly going to be on the Derech Hayashar. Referring to Menashe. Menasha was evil, pure evil. Was was a Melech who infused Avodah Zara throughout the entire Jewish nation. And he said, I'm going to have kids who are who are not uh, on the Derech Hayashar. Why would I want to head and bring them into this world? So l- listen to this answer. So Amar Lehi, so Yishayi says, You're involving yourself in the cheshbonos of a Baruch that which is hidden from us. You're already making cheshbonos. I'm not going to go ahead and fulfill a mitzvah because I see in the future I may have a child, or I will have a child that's not going to be 100% yasher. Who are you to go and make those decisions? Those are... Lofty decisions that, are, that only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can make. You do your eshtadlos and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of the rest. What you are commanded to do, that's what you have to do. Don't start making all these claims that I see in the future, I'm going to have a child that's not going to be at kahogan, and therefore, I'm not going to have children. Therefore, so he says, You do what you have to do and you let HaKadosh Baruch Hu do what he has to do. Rebchaim Levitz points out, that, by the way, the famed Rashiv of the Mir says, it's not that he didn't do purvu. Pr- the actual avayer here was that he tried to be God, right? He tried to say, I'm not going to have kids because I know what the future holds. You do what you have to do. It can't be just like, no, there are plenty of people who don't do necessarily, who are not Mechayim Purvu, but they don't get the death penalty and they go ahead and lose the share in Olam Haba. So it has to be something a little different. We're going to see in a second. We're going to delve into this a little more. <clears throat> and the other thing is, it's mentioned, the Yair mentioned that just because you have a child that's not necessarily going to be okay, and he could do tshuva. That's not a reason not to have. So there were reasons to punish him. So the Gemara continues. So Chizkiyot says to him, Okay, you're right. All right, touche, you're right, I'm wrong. Let me have your daughter, Yishai. Let me marry your daughter. <laughs> it's possible that through my merit and your merits as the novi of the door, maybe between my zechoyos and your zechoyos, if we couple them together, if I marry your daughter, we will be zochet to have children who will be on the derek torah derek Yashar, and therefore we can go ahead and undo this decree. Second. <clears throat> Not, not 100% on his deathbed. Not on 100% on his deathbed, correct. So, Amar Le, So, Yishai responds. Listen to what he says. Kvar alecha gzera, too late. The decree is sealed. Kaddosh Baruch already decided. This is your fate. And now going ahead and trying to undo it by, by undoing your action. They're saying, now you'll get married. That's a little too late. So, Chizkiyoh HaMelech responds. Amar Le, Ben Amot. He doesn't call by his first name. It's an it's a, uh, <clears throat> insult. Ben Amotz. say, finish your prophecy and get out of here. Why? Because he gave his Nevoah. He didn't have to say that the Baruch Hu is not going to overturn it. That wasn't his job. When he said he overstepped his bounds. So therefore, you say what you have to say in the name of the Baruch Hu, but don't tell me that the Baruch Hu can't change. It's not in your position. You're not in a position to say whether the Baruch Hu is going to be Khose or whether he's going to renege on the decree. So he said, Ben'amots, the son of Amot, That was Yishai, his father's name. Kalinabu say. So he says, I don't care if I got Zero. This is what I learned. based This is what I was taught growing up, based from Davin Melech. He's referring to Melech. His Amalchia was through the Malchus with the lineage of David He says, We have Mordecai Ben David to thank for making this statement famous in the eighties. This was one of his famous songs. Even if a sharp sword is lying on someone's neck. Al Yimna Atzmu and one should not stop Davening. Even at the last second it appears that it's fate accompli Still, you don't go ahead and give up, you go ahead and you Daven and beseech Rachimim from the Abishad. Gamar continues, Itmar Nami it, it seems it seems a little strange that uh Yeshayah was saying, Oh, maybe your kids will have uh, can do chuva, but then he doesn't him the opportunity to, he doesn't he even say, say his kids can do tshuva. But so he say, why, "Why aren't you getting?" Angry? He said, "Oh, because I saw in the future that my kids are going to be." There. He goes, "Oh, but maybe your kids can." No, no, them. that was just something we brought. That's something we brought. The Avos brought as possible reason why he's getting punished so much. In other words, he was saying, "I'm going to bring evil into the world." That's not for you to decide. Right. This is the I'm saying. It's not for you to decide. That's why the punishment was so severe. <clears throat> so so can't do tshuva. I mean, I thought you could do tshuva. Anytime. So the question is, that's what we to get to right now. That's the topic we're going to discuss. Can you do tshuva if the Kaddish already decided the decree? So we're going to see. The sheet is in the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah. We'll get to that in two minutes. I'm going to discuss something amazing. Good. Okay, that, that might be an interesting thing. Oh, good, good, good. a bunch of tamid e'chachom here. I got to really up my game. Good. So, itmar namis. The Gemara says... Rabbi Yochanan, and the Amitavayu, they both say as follows, based on what we just saw from Khizkiomelch, Even if you look, it appears that there's no hope, that there's a sharp sword coming down on your neck, your head is in the guillotine, Al Yimna it's not too late to dab in even Eof says although he kills me i will still pray to him by the way the end of the story we'll get to in a second so let's just discuss a second so we have a lot of questions here so question number one can you go ahead and overturn a gzera if already was Gozer? the other question i want to discuss with is we discussed this back i looked at the the website thank you steve january i think january 13th we discussed this in the share but it's definitely worth repeating in the abridged version there are many new faces here and this is an unbelievable concept the concept of the law Sakta pruvu that he was not osake in pruvu. What does that mean, he was not osake in pruvu. So let's backtrack a second. If you remember, when David HaMelech was david to Godesh Baruch he said he woke up very early. He says all the other kings on Davdalit, he said all the other kings are dealing with kingdom, kingdom issues in the morning. They're talking over coffee, how big their army is, how many horses, how many chariots, how many wives, the party I threw, just about... Gosh, me's things! I get up at four o'clock at Katsos. I'd say to him, and then I deal with questions of tumantara. I deal with questions of damnida, placenta, all these different things. <clears throat> And we saw that the note of has a fascinating comment. Dovna Melech says, I get up, not to paskin whether she's Tami or Tatar, but my whole focus is always to be that I always try to be Matar. I always try to make it that the woman is, assuming it's not Nida's a Daraisa, but assuming that I, can, I have some kind of Kula. I want to see Jack. So therefore, if I have some kind of Kula, I can go ahead and rely on that Kula. Okay. The Gemara in Nida discusses, it's an amazing concept. The Gemara in Nida Gimel discusses when a woman becomes a Nida, Beis Hillel says maybe she should have become a Nida retroactively. Meaning, when she sees the Dam Nida, when she sees the actual blood, it probably left the uterus a few hours ago or maybe a day ago. Until it exits, there's time for it to travel. So maybe we should say that if she became a Nida on Monday, maybe she was really a Nida on Sunday. That's Beis Hillel. says you can't do that. Why? Because no one's going to want to have relations. You're going to go ahead and prevent, because everyone's going to be afraid. If I have Tashmish today and she comes later today, then it turns out she was an either yesterday and I just violated the Araisa. So Beis Hillel says to Beis In Cain be Talta You're going to be Mevatal Puruvu. So there's a very important concept of, of, of negating the potential for Puruvu. There are many Gemaras that further this. There's a Gemara in Erevin, the uh, the Makhimon that discusses whether Yeshua had children or not. And the Gemara there says Yeshua, who succeeded Moshe, had no children. Moshe says he had children, he, had, he only had daughters, didn't have sons. Whatever it is, he was punished. The Gemara says why was he punished? Because he extended the war of Yericho into the night. What, what does that mean? <clears throat> so by extending the war, asking Yerush Baruch Hu to extend the war, he had Yericho on, on the run, so to speak, Three things he was Mavatel. Mavatel Talmashaben Arbaim. He was Mavatel Talmatora. And the last thing was, as long as the Aron was not in its proper place, but was on the battlefield, men were not allowed to be with their wives intimately. So he was Mavatel for one night at a time of war, which was a Mechamis Mitzvah, Kiba haaretz, Conquering the land was Mechamis Mitzvah. He, he delayed Puravu one night with the families, meaning men and wives. For that, he was punished. So because he was Mavatel Puravu, we see another Gemara that by Ali and Chafni, they were, Chafni and Pinchas, sorry, the Bnei Eli, the, the, the Navi Shmuel tells us, Sefer Shmuel, that Chafni and Pinchas weren't the most uh, Erelacha children. And they were the Kohanim. And when the women would come to go in and bring their Kabanos after they gave birth, in order to become Mitaher, to be, come back to their husbands, they would have to bring Karbanos. So they went to the, the Kohanim to give them the Karbanos. Ali and Chafni weren't so uh, responsible in bringing it on time. So they would delay. And since the women wanted to make sure that they, they weren't the most scrupulous, they took a much bigger piece of meat. The Navi tells us that they were really zochatu, that they really should have taken, <clears throat> took a bigger portion. And since they weren't so sure they were really going to bring them, the women actually stayed there, you know, laser-focused on the and on, Pinchas uh, to make sure that their carbonos were brought, so they would know for sure that they would be taller for their husbands. And because That's they... The would be pibble. and be, Okay, also... Correct. But that's not the point of this, but yes. Right. So because they were staying there late at night and they missed a chance to go home to the husbands, it says, Asher yishkevuna they slept with the wives. It doesn't, Gemara says, it don't really mean they slept with the wives. By preventing the wives from going home in a timely fashion to be with their husbands, it's as if they went ahead and therefore they were punished. So we see another example of bitul Here's the last one. This is the amazing one. Gemara and brachos. I heard this last piece from Suley Bornstein. This is amazing. And brachus Hustav Chav Beis, we're going to see, we get there, Rez Hashem. Ezra, this is in the background of, Ezra made many takanos. One of his takanos was that a bal Keri has to go, in. has to be, before he learns Torah, someone who has an emission has to go ahead and, whether it's a beer or an eternal emission, has to go into the mikvah, 40 saw. It Has to have a big, big, big mikvah. So the Chachamim, the Tanoah made a special dispensation. that If you have nine carbon of water, 40 saw is a massive amount. I don't know exactly how many gallons, but, but 9 kabin is about either 3.5 to 5.5 gallons of water. That's all you need because that's the amount of water, the minimum amount that can cover a whole body. If you were to go ahead and pour that amount of water over your body, you'd be now Torah as far as learning. Can't eat him? If, you if you're a Baal care if you have any mission. <clears throat> you can't go ahead and eat him after the 9 kabin, the 5 gallons of water, which is much less than you have in a mikvah, but it will allow you to go ahead and learn Torah. The reason why the chacham made this special dispensation is because people might not go ahead and have Tashmish as much if they couldn't have a Mikvah and they won't be able to learn for a week until they get to a Mikvah. So in order not to be mevatel, puravu, they went ahead and they instituted this, this tachana. We're going to get to, on based the following. Tachonah they made this special dispensation and Nachom Ish Gamzu, everyone knows Gamzu, he was the person, who right? Gamzu that's a famous story in the forest. Nachom Isgamzu was Rabbi Akiva's rebbe, So the Gemara says, Nachom Isgamzu heard about the special kula, about the nine kabin, the reduced amount of water, but l'ochshel Rabbi Akiva. He whispered it to Rabbi Akiva. He didn't want to go ahead and be mefarsimit. He didn't want to go ahead and announce it publicly. Kept it quiet. It was a kula. Wasn't so sure about it. He went in and he whispered it. He whispered it to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's Talmud was Ben Azai. Ben-Azai, will get to you in a second, but Rekiva also whispered it to Ben-Azai. Ben-Azai was someone who never got married. He's is known as nafshi chashqa Torah. He was so immersed. His whole life was one big chavrusah. He was always learning, always. It literally it personified him to the extent that he slept, he ate, he breathed. Everything he did was, was Torah. He said, I don't have room to get married. Nafshi chashqa Torah, my love is the Torah, I can't get married. In fact... In Evan Ezra, Simendal, the Shulchan says, if you are like Ben Azai, you don't have to get married, provided that you're not going to, your Yotzehara in ain't talk for love, that you won't have Yitzhara, <coughs> you won't have, um, you know, draw us to bad things, and you won't be pulled to the wrong, wrong things. Assuming you can overcome your Yitzhara, like Ben Azai, you're good. The Gemara continues there on Brachas Davchav Beis. It says, Nachumiz so, Gamzu whispered this Kula, the nine Ka'bin, of the reduced amount of water, to Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Akiva went ahead and whispered it. Also, didn't want to go ahead and be far saying, it's a cooler, we're not so sure. He whispered it to Ben Azai. What did Ben Azai do with this halacha? Scream. Okay, he screamed it out loud. There's two opinions. Either he whispered to the next person, or he got up in the shuk in the marketplace and yelled it out loud for everyone to hear. What's pshat? If anyone should deal with, with Pru or Vu, he never got married. Why is he so fixated on this? Nachum Gamzu was married, but he kept it quiet. Rabbi Akiva was married. He kept it quiet. All of a sudden, Ben Azzai comes. There's two opinions. Either he kept it quiet or he got up in a shuk, like Alan said, and got up on, a, on the soapbox with a megaphone and announced it to everyone. Here's what Srili Bornstein says. This is amazing. Listen to this, guys. The morning, and is Daflam and Aleph. There are six questions that we are going to be asked. I remember you asked the six questions. So one of them is, Did you go ahead and conduct yourself in business eth- ethically? Kavata in la Torah, did you go ahead and set aside for Torah, Polpalta, did you the Yeshua, did you wait for the Yeshua? And the other one is, Asakta Bepiri verivia. Were you Osake, oh, did you involve yourself in the Mitzvah of Puravu? Now the obvious question is why doesn't it say Kiyamta? You, did you fulfill the Mitzvah? Not it's not up to It's up to us. You need a boy and a girl, it's not up to us to go ahead. We do our Ashtadus, exactly from this Gemara, but at least were you Osake? Oh, Listen to what the Marsha says. This is an amazing part. The Marsha says, Asakta It doesn't mean, did you have children? It means, were you Osake in Shiduchim? Did you support Boney which is an infertility Siddakah? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Did you do your part to help the cause? Doesn't necessarily mean that you had to actually go be in the act of procreation. Did you do your part, says the Marshal, in Shiduchim? Were you involved in, in, in singles events? That was events? his free. <clears throat> Ben-Azai, so it's not a question why Ben-Azai it had to be Ben-Azai Ben-Azai didn't do the other part of, of Purvu. he did not have a wife so the only way for him to fulfill his obligation was Dafka to go ahead and announce it so people can go ahead and go back to their wives so this was a sakht, everyone got that? <clears throat> so it had to be Ben-Azai, it's not a question why Ben-Azai, it actually makes sense why it had to be Ben-Azai because this was his way to go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah of Puravu so now we could have a little bit of an understanding into that Gemara Ben uh, and what a sock of a pair of really means over here. Next question to to Dr. Brockstein's point. So we see here. What's the end of the story here? By the way, so this some gemaras have it, some don't. It wasn't necessarily uh, part of the uh, maybe part more lore, uh, lore. And that is that after uh, Yeshaya Yish- gave this um, this tochcha this rebuke to. Chizkiyot, actually winds up marrying, he dives to HaKadosh Baruch we'll see what the feel is, because it's critical for us, and actually, Yishai, his daughter, winds up marrying him. And he lives another 15 years. So, even though he said, first, get out of here, he winds up marrying uh, Yishai, his daughter, he dives to HaKadosh Baruch and we're going to see why he was Zoha, to have the, uh, the script flipped, so to speak. And he has two children, Avsheka and Menashe. The story goes that he was carrying both of them that uh, Chizkia was carrying both Rav Sheka, his child, and Menashe's child, to the base medrash to go and teach them Torah, and they both said something weird. One said Rav Sheka, I think it was, who said, "Well, actually, Menashe said first that our father's sh- Chizkia's shoulders are so broad he can carry a lot of small fish on his shoulders, and it was just a derogatory thing to say, meaning that he can he has such wide shoulders he can carry even the mundane things." And, Men- and Rav Sheikah said he can even carry a Vodah on his shoulders. And they were mocking the fact that his father, their father, was taking them to the base Beis- Medjish to learn. So when he heard these things, he flew back, he fell, both children fell, Rav Sheikha died, and Menashe lived. But the bottom line is, we see that HaKadosh Baruch listened to his, his Tfila. So we have to see what his tefillah is. It would be kind of a bad <clears throat> statement if, uh, if the idea is if the Gezeira is there, if you can't change oh. your can what a way to live. One's okay. In this, in this, I, I, I agree. Um, if, that's the, if that's the way the religion is... <clears throat> I'm not arguing. And there are plenty of people. You have your corner. You, you'll see in a minute. Oh, by the way, I skipped on I just want to discuss on... One of the biggest postgames. asked the following question. Before we get to that, uh, the tefillah. <clears throat> he asked based on our Gemara, it's an interesting question. He says, if a man marries a woman, and then right after the wedding, he finds out, or he, or he learns of... That he, the example that he, I'm just giving his example that the woman has, uh, the wife, the new wife, has two siblings who have genetic, uh, who have mental health issues, schizophrenia, he says. And he was very concerned, the husband, <coughs> excuse me, and he goes to a geneticist and he finds out that there's a five, he gives the word five percent, five percent chance that the your offspring will have schizophrenia. And the husband, this is all new to him. He didn't know about this a week ago before his marriage. And he's having second thoughts now and really doesn't want to have children. And he forces his wife to take birth control. Is he in the right or is he in the wrong? So he gives two answers. It's a longer shiva, it's a longer tshuva. But basically, what he says is as follows He says, and again, since the husband never fulfilled the mitzvah, he is absolutely in the wrong. The woman asked the question because she was very upset he says if you if you go ahead and have kids I'm going to divorce you so he's forcing her to, uh, to take birth control he says for two reasons the husband is wrong one is because he never filled the mitzvah of Ru before and who are you to go ahead and be the mitzvah based on a 5% chance now it's interesting he doesn't say 95% chance he puts it a very small amount but he brings our Gemara here <clears throat> He Says Bahadai Kivshy, you are going to rely on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. You're trying to be the, to to make the calculations just like Chizkio did. So we see that Chizkio was wrong. And he says Chas He says the second thing is, God forbid, God forbid. Rachmanetzlan Kim Chas Nigzar Adam Tarachotzar. For Kaddish has it in for you, so to speak, that you're going to have a troubled life you can't escape it by, if you don't have a kid, I'm not going to, Baruch Hu will find another way. Again, the Rahman none of us, or anyone we know should be in this position, but if Akadosh Baruch Hu has it, quote unquote, out for you, meaning you did something to deserve it, you're going to get it in a different way. So, and he brings, by the way, <coughs> a lot of different proofs, but he also brings the proof of Amram and Yocheved. When, when Miriam went ahead, right, We says Vayikach, Vayilech Adem, uh, uh, Levi, and he took a, a woman, to talk about Amram and Yocheved, and what, what it says that he remarried her. What do you mean? He mar- Yochebed was already married to Amram, so he divorced her after the xayra that uh, Paro did. He, Paro decreed that all males will be thrown into the Nile. So comes Miriam and says, "You're worse, to your father. You're worse than Paro. Paro was only goes there on the zecharim. He only decreed that the males have to be thrown into the into the Nile. You by." divorcing and abstaining from Tashmish, now decreed that no women should be, no girls should be born. And he took the advice, he took the tocha, and he married, and we know, we know what happened next with Moshe Rabbeinu. So he brings examples. It's not on us to go ahead and make the calculations. We have to do what we have to do. It is interesting, though, that he says 5%. to gives such a small amount. You know, I wonder, you know, again, none of us, they have now, Baruch Hashem, they have Dori Sharim and J-Screen, where people, uh, you know, you have to make sure you don't have tay there's 1 in 30 and 1 in 30, so there's 1 in 900 chance that a couple would have uh, if, they, if they never uh, tested that they would have tay sex, for example. There's a 1 in 30 carrier and 1 in 30. 1 in 30 times is 1 in 900. And then if you have, hopefully never, but if you have both parents who have Tay-Sachs carrier, then there's a 25% chance that you have tay sex. And Tay-Sachs is universally fatal. We had a case in Edison where a boy was on a ventilator till 5 and uh, he was nifter. Um, so tay is universally fatal. So that, that, I guess that would be a question, I'll ask your local rabbi, but hopefully none of us should ever find anyone uh, in our situations or our children in such a situation. But anyway, interesting, Shaila from the Chashuke Anyway, now back to the question before. So the Gemara, you'll be happy to hear. Ron and Dr. Broxy, you'll be happy to hear. Gemara Yud says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Chuva Shem Karaz Kazar Dina Shaladam. is so great that Karen actually tears up your decree. You're good with that So far. Good. Comes the next daf comes Rabbi Yitzchak and says, listen to an daf yudches in Rosh Hashanah, Adam, gzardin, gzardin. The tzaka, the cries to HaKadosh Baruch Hu are helpful whether it's before the gzardin was decreed or even after. So far we have two good things. Okay, now comes the problem. You knew there's a problem coming. So there's, Gemara records this blowerous, HaGiyores. There was this Giyores who came over and said the following. I don't understand. It says, Asher lo yis him right? By Akadash Baruch and the Torah tells us two different versions. It tells us that there's a Pasuk that says, that says, Lo um, yis and then it says, Yis Asher mespanecha. It says two different things. A Baruch Hu should never find favor, should never be biased. And then it says, Yis Asher He should be biased. Which is it? Is a Baruch Hu biased or is he unbiased? So the, Romero comes and says, you know what? I'll give you an example. He says as follows. He says, a person borrows money from Ruven and it says in front of the king, Ruven, I will pay you back $100, says the Gemara, in one month's time. In front of the king, he says it. He goes onto the palace steps and says, listen, king, you're a witness. I'm going to pay him back. I owe him $100. In one month's time, I'm going to pay him back. A month comes, he doesn't have the money. So he goes over to the king. I said, I just want to apologize. I know I embarrassed you. I, you know, obviously, it shows that I don't fear you. If I go ahead and do this, I, my apologies the king says, you don't have to apologize to me. I'm ok, I'm okay on my kavod. Go apologize to the guy that you just scammed. This is the mashal. A karosh who says, you, you, I'm for, you can forgive me. I mean, I'll, I'll forgive you, even l'achardin, but I won't forgive you. You have to go ask to be mefis. You have to go ahead and appease from the melech, uh, from the uh, baser of You have to go ahead and ask forgiveness. Meaning, Kadesh says, it's a difference between Adam Lechaver and Adam LeMakom. That's how they go ahead and interpret this. When it says, you, before Din and after Din, it depends who you wronged. If you wronged the Baruch, I'm okay with that. If you wronged someone else, um, you have to go ahead and, and be Mephaya Sin. Rabbi Kiva means to say, and this is Rabbi Kiva answered this, by the way. Rabbi Kiva means to say, so that's the first answer, whether it's Ben Adam Lechaver or Ben Adam LeMakom. Rabbi Kiva comes along and says, no, 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 no. The question whether Hashem is going to go favor or not is whether it's before or after Gazardin. Meaning, if it's after Gezardin, you can never Hashem will never show favor. If it's before the final decree is decided by Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem will, will not show favor. If it's before, it will show favor. If it's after, he won't show favor. Which means Rabbi Kiva disagrees with what we just said. Rabbi Kiva clearly holds that if the Gazardin is been made up in Shemayim, it's too late. The Gemara says, then what about the, the, question, what about the two Ma'ad Kiva, the greatest Tana says, no, by a yachid, you have to say that even Rabbi Akiva was being mechalic between a yachid and a rabbim. A rabbim, a community, can go ahead and overturn a, a decree. A yachid never can. That's what the Gemara says, okay? By a yachid, must be when they were saying, Rabbi Yitzchak, when, when they said that Sa'aka is so great that it could tear up a gazardin, that's talking about if a communal... If a communal um, uh, Community was going in and davening. If it was just a yachid, it can't, it can't be done. So can't the Turi Evan asked the following. That's correct. Okay, that's something else. Yeah. We're going to see that in a second from the Rum. But what's, what's the obvious question from our Gemara? Like, the Turi Evan is going to ask an But yeah, well, That's why we say everything in plural. T- everyone's stealing my punchline. good. So one second. So, <laughs> I love it. It's great. So now, one second. So, Ture Evan, was the Shagasari. asked the following question. Our Gemara shows that a Yachid can go in. Oh. Chiskiyo was one person. Chiskiyo, and he went ahead and he overturned it. The end of the story we said is that he dove into a Baruch and he overturned the decree. How can that be? <clears throat> so, the Shulchan Arach says as follows. Shulchan Arach, and by the way, we see clearly from our Gemara that no matter no matter how late it is, he says, even if a sword is on your neck, you should still go ahead and to try to overturn the gzera. So Shulchan Aruch says as follows. Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Kuf Yutes, he says, if someone wants to add a, bra, a bakasha, a shimon esrei, for another person, if it's in the middle of the bracha, us a rif'ainu, it should be a very short bracha, It's for yachid. If it's for a rabbi, if you do not the community, you can go ahead and be ma'arich. You can go ahead and give a lengthy discourse. <coughs> a midlashmona esrei, Middle of Tevila to go ahead and ask Bakasha for behalf of the community. The Mogh says, and listen to what he says, this is amazing. The Mogh says, you should, he says, you should never really ask, sorry, the Shechrachter says, don't ask a lengthy one in the middle for Yachid. The Mogh is one who says that if you're, you should not add in the middle, you should add it at the end if it's for a, a, a Yachid. But listen to what he says here. He says, also says the Ram, after your Tevila, you can go ahead and give a lengthy for Yachid, but listen see what he says here. He says, "Kishchalah uveyakultim Maharil." Isaac Kishchalim Maharil goes rotsibar tainus. When the Maharil got sick, says the Magen Avram, was the gadol of that time, vramus slichos the tibar Yachid Shari. The shiny Maharil caved in the rabim tzrichem terasa kerabim dami. Said that the Maharil, when he was sick, and the whole community had to daven for him, they made they added slichos in the middle of davening. They made a whole lengthy. Why he was a yachid? It says since the Maril was the Torah's uh, scholar of the generation, he had the status of a rabbin because everyone was in because everyone was relying on him. So there, you're allowed to says the of Ram. So no different than Chizkio. <clears throat> Chizkio was the king. Chizkio was zochet to go ahead and be the Mashiach. The Gemara says, <clears throat> what did he do that was so great? He put he he put a sword. His father had infused. Um, Avodah Zarah to the whole Am Yisrael. he put a sword at the front of the of Medrash and he threatened anyone who didn't learn Torah, they'd be killed by that sword. The Gemara says he he revolutionized and he made such a movement of Torah that swept through the whole nation that Midan Van Besheva, if you were to go from Dan to Besheva you didn't find a katan or a girl who was not a Bokin Tumantara that's how much he completely got rid of, of, of Avodah Zarah. And he went ahead and he infused Torah. So Chizkiyot is no different. I Meaning mean, in the Maharil, so we see Chizkiyot is no different. He also had the power of the Rabbim. That's why he was able to do this. The Bali Musers say from here, you see that you have to make yourself indispensable. Make yourself as important as you can, that the Tsibor cannot live without you, you'll have much more Rachamim from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the point of the story. <clears throat> if you're the Maharil, normally you're not allowed to add the middle of Davening. If you're like the which more is what? No, that's <laughs> kufir test. the Shulchan Aruch. Oh, Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan discusses this. Oh, the of about um. Mark and but about um, about Chizkiyot, I'll tell you after. Right. i actually bring in tomorrow's ghar also, tomorrow's dach. We have a lot more to say about Chizkiyot. You know, Yishayot, but what, what was Yishayot saying? I mean, he was still like Rabbi Akiva, he, he basically... And it wasn't his job. When he threw him out, he said, it's you, not your job to say, our Nixirah, Xayra. You give the Xayra, you don't tell me about... It wasn't your job to say <laughs> Kodesh is not going to be Choser. That's what said, Ben Amot, Kalei Nebu Aschav Atzei, Finish it or get out of here. Mishayot <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a... A slouch. Yeah. A hundred percent. So where do we get the, the three, combination of the three in the tefillah and Yamin Narayim? Tshuva, tefillah, and Siddhaqa, V'yirna Sraqzer. All right. Yeah. So we, we have them, thank God. We hold, like Rabbi Yitzchak. So we're holding by Rabbi Yitzchak. Yes. Ben yes. <coughs> it work. I mean, so there's many differences, but the Rambam says argument, You have to go ahead and be is for mefayas But until you're mefayas, until you appease And you went ahead and you wronged someone, you embarrassed someone If I embarrassed Alan, I have to go over to him to ask him I can't say, I can be mechal in my kovat, but I can't go ahead and be mechal Yeah so tomorrow we can discuss amazing things, we much more, many more things about Chizki He did six things in his lifetime, three that the Chachamim approved of, three that they did not approve of. He, he dragged his father's bones uh, on the way to the burial it publicly, embarrassed his father. Was that correct or not? Is there a concept of kibur, after a, a family member dies, a father or a mother dies, are we still obligated to go ahead and to honor him? What about if it's a Russia? So we'll discuss that tomorrow. And then we'll discuss another thing he did, which is unbelievable. This is going to add so much insight to our davening on Rosh Chodesh. And that is, one of the things that he did, I'll just give you coming traction in 30 seconds. One of the things that he did is he, he added a month. We know we have to add a month. The Jewish year is 354, the, the solar year is 365. So we fall behind 11 days each year. So we have to add a month, but you can't add a month every year. We add seven months over 19 years, meaning... Every 19 years, in seven of those years, we add a month in Adar Sheni. He went ahead and he added a, a month at the wrong time, and they were—they went ahead and they—they uh, they lambasted him. They were not uh, the Chacham were not happy with Chizkiyahu, and we're going to see how this impacts our davening every day when we say Rosh Chodesh Musaf. What we say, Rav Mumar M- M- Golis has an unbelievable insight. This is probably the, f- the funniest thing I did uh, in the last few weeks. This Gemara tomorrow, Metashe. Have an amazing day, everyone.